Welcome to In Between, where you'll hear stories, conversations, and hard-earned wisdom to help you navigate the space that lies in between where you are and where you're going. I'm Heather Ashley Baker. If you followed me for any length of time, you know how passionate I am about taking action and going for your dreams. I grew up with a big imagination, and since I was a little girl, I've never been afraid to dream big. I love dreaming, but I also know that those dreams don't just happen. If you really want that dream in your heart, it requires hard work, action, sacrifice, and persistence. And this is why you want me in your corner. I felt the pain of leaving my dreams on the shelf for years of my life while I tried every other path that seemed safe, comfortable, and secure. Going for your dreams and taking risks is scary, but you and your dreams are worth it. I've now paved my own path this year, left off the edge of comfort, and totally committed to going for my dreams, starting my own business, and producing my own creative work. And now I want to help you do the same to go after the creative dream you know is burning in your heart through a one-on-one, one-day intensive where I help you make 2021 the year you move from dreaming into doing. You'll be equipped with the tools you need to confidently take the first step toward making your dream a reality. This is a customized, highly collaborative session where we define your dream, create a plan, and get to action. Booking now for February 21. Head over to my website, heatherashleybaker.com, and book a chat with me to learn more. Let's get into this week's episode. This week, I'm talking to friend and coaching client, Haruka Oyoki. Haruka is the founder of Snoring Snail, a snail mail stationery company that encourages slowness, contemplation, and self-expression. She finds inspiration from the wisdom of nature and the magical interconnections between sentient beings. While working as an art director and illustrator in New York City, she is planting the seeds to build an artist residency and guest house in Portugal. Haruka and I met in a group coaching program back in January. Along with four other women from around the world, we meet every other week via Zoom to push each other in our dreams and goals. I have loved being part of this community of women and watching each other grow over the past year. In this episode, I talked to Haruka about the long-lost art form of letter writing, pausing to notice the beauty in our everyday world, learning how to trust yourself, how any action can be a form of meditation, and the value of investing in yourself and your creative work. Here's my conversation with my good friend Haruka. Hey, Haruka. Hello. Hey, Heather. Welcome. So excited to have you. Yeah, me too. I'm so psyched. Yes. How are you doing? I'm well. Um, it's a Friday night. I'm in New York City. I'm ready to go to club. Just kidding. Um, I'm here <laughs> at home in sweatpants, feeling great. Um, looking forward to some some wine later. Yeah, just chilling. That sounds amazing. And yes, Haruka, you're in New York City. I'm in Melbourne, Australia, and it is just after 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. And it always sort of blows my mind how we can be doing this, like on totally opposite sides of the world, on different days even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Haruka, let's dive in. And I have been with you for the ride this entire year, which has been really exciting. But I would love for other people to know 
about your journey and what you've been through this year and what's gotten you to where you are today. Sure. It has definitely been a roller coaster ride for sure. Last day in the office. So for everyone, I'm an art director and last day in the office was March. And yeah, my company was like, let's, you know, get on this COVID-19 vaccine bandwagon and, you know, create this vaccine um, for everyone, which definitely affected my day-to-day work life. And yeah, it has just been so, so busy the whole year. Uh, But during that whole time, I also was working on a different project um, outside of work, uh, mostly based on illustrations and working with the Department of Sanitation in New York. Uh, creating an educational platform, uh, teaching people where the trash goes. So where your trash goes after you throw it out. Um, and that has been really, really exciting. And on top of that, I decided that it was a great time to start a company, which is really strange, but I'm definitely going to do it. And yeah, that is how the snoring snail uh, kind of popped up in my life. Um, I never knew that was going to happen, but here we are. So it sounds, you know, it's like was a bit unexpected, you know, as I think for a lot of people this year, really, it's been kind of a year of unexpected twists and turns. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people find themselves doing new projects, which is myself and yeah, and you and so many other people that we know. But so let's talk about your your new project and like where did it come from? How did you start to find the inspiration for that in the midst of all of the stuff that was happening this year? Yeah, I think thanks to the whirlwind of this year, I also realized that it was really important to take time for myself. And basically, when I was taking that time for myself, going outside, taking walks, um, you know, really concentrating when I'm making my morning coffee, like really getting into it. It's almost like meditation. Um, You know, one of the things that I really have loved to do since I was young is to write letters. And so I would write letters maybe every week to a different batch of friends, family. And I realized like, I really love doing that. Like I would spend maybe five hours just doodling on a postcard, um, kind of rambling along, drinking coffee, listening to music. And I was really in this flow. And I thought, wow, like, I've been doing this for, you know, more than a decade. It's actually something I really love. Um, And it, it seems crazy to me now. Like, yeah, I've been doing this letter writing thing, postcard writing all the time. But I didn't realize that it was something that one of my passions until literally this year. And so the whole, I guess, the birth story is I finally ran out of postcards to send. Um, I, I couldn't, I wasn't traveling. I couldn't get any more postcards to send to friends. And so I was like, great, I'm just going to slice up some cardboard. It's time to make my own. And so that's how the snoring snail has uh, begun. Love that. I love that very like tangible art form that you're you're going back to. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's such a cool way to communicate with people and to really slow down because I could so easily just text someone or, you know, WhatsApp them or something, but to actually write the letter uh, is, I think, really special. And to also send it um, via post is quite special as well. Yeah, I think it really shows like sitting down and sort of going the extra mile and because right yeah writing a letter you're right like it's not just picking up your phone and sending a text to someone it's a very intentional sitting down with a piece of paper or the cards or you know in a pen and actually writing something yeah yeah I think it's it's almost like sharing your art with friends you know it's it's like capturing a moment or a story that you have that you really want to share with someone. And yeah, sending it. Um, it's, it's like a small gift, I think. So what I love about this whole project as well is your the way that you're bringing in the environment and the natural world to what you're doing. Yeah, I think, again, it's almost, you know, because of this pandemic that I've realized my my true ties to nature. Um, I. I didn't really think um, I I loved it so much. Even, you know, two years ago, uh, my husband would be like, oh, yeah, camping, you know, Haruka hates that. Or anything outdoorsy was just, like, not my thing. But I realized that I, I actually did love it, but perhaps in a different way. Um, and so, yeah, I not only am I surrounded by uh, wonderful houseplants at home, but you know now every day I've made it a routine to go outside, um, and yeah, it's really amazing. Even in New York City, um, the nature is there, the trees are there, and it gives me so much calm and a, a sense of peace and a sense of belonging when I'm out in nature. Yeah, it's been my daily walks as well. Although, I mean, I'm definitely seeing the same scenery every single day, but it's just still that ability to be out in nature, you know, to be outside and to hear the birds and see the flowers blooming, you know, it it definitely helps you feel more connected when everything around you, you know, when the rest of the world feels a little bit chaotic. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I told you the story, but when um when I saw the huge slug next to this like beautiful flower um, that had fallen from its branch and the slug was munching on that flower. Um, it was the morning. Um, it was all very dewy and calm outside. Um, yeah, that was just like the best moment ever. Like time had stopped or something. And um, there was a wonderful little baby slug next to it too which was wonderful. It's so sweet. It's like just noticing the little everyday details and you just really have to keep your eyes open and look at like this incredible stuff that you can see in the world around you. Yeah, truly. I think, um, you know, just because I live in a city, you know, that, that doesn't mean that, oh, you know, I don't have access to nature. In fact, yeah, even um, the tree like kind of growing out of the cement is still nature and so yeah I I've definitely woken up to that that fact this year and the inspiration for snoring snail yes definitely definitely 
I think, um, especially this year, I've just been working so, so hard and finally kind of had to say, stop, Haruka, it's time to take a step back, like look at this beautiful world you live in and yeah, really slow down and for instance, write those letters um, and send send the mail to people. Um, and yeah, I really... I'm really very, very thankful for the idea that kind of came down from the sky in terms of snoring snail, because it really does, even in in the word snoring snail, you know, it's a relaxed snail that's sleeping and they don't move very fast either. And so for me, it's a really good reminder to slow down, look around you, look at the beautiful world that you live in. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not just a reminder for everyone else, but really for me too. Yeah. It's like where the best inspiration often comes from, you know, it's something we're inspired by ourselves sort of starts within yourself. And then I think that makes the message that you're trying to share with the world even more impacting because it's just profoundly impacted you. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, especially in our world today, it's really helpful to be more mindful and really take a step back and look around. And perhaps if you have a friend or someone you want to share that thought with, you know, you can scribble down a note and send it through snail mail. You did. You mentioned that it's been a really busy year and, you know, work has been really crazy for you and just having the opportunity to slow down. Can you talk a little more about what led up to that and the realization that you had that you did need to slow down and be more mindful and take care of your yourself and your well-being? Yeah, sure. So I think I definitely was, I, I was realizing that I was working way more hours than the usual nine to five at work. And yeah, I was really kind of losing myself to the work, kind of being swallowed up, like my head was being swallowed up by my laptop. And I thought, okay, this is not really me. Um, I'm actually usually, you know, a pretty happy, chill person, but I found myself getting angry at other people uh, or having a short temper. And I was like, whoa, this is scary. Who is this lady? And so that really made me stop. And I would try, you know, I would try these little exercises like, um, list the things you're grateful for in the morning. But I would actually show up to that exercise laughing, like, what What am I grateful for? You know, there's nothing I can be grateful for. And when you're in that kind of mindset, I think you just know, like, whoa, who is this person? I really kind of lost myself here. And so that was a big aha moment for me where I was where I needed to stop. And so thankfully, a friend noticed this uh, strange change in me as well. And I think I was also kind of holding up an SOS flag. And she lent me her cabin um, in upstate New York. And that really opened my eyes again to, okay, I'm, I'm here in the world um, as Haruka Aoki, there's only one person um, 
who's Haruka Aoki here in the world. Um, it's let's really rethink what I want to do, what kind of gifts I want to share, and what story I want to tell here as myself, at least in this life, while while I'm here. What can I do? And so I think, of course, you know, for me, it was that time in nature that really helped clarify some things. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that I took that small break. And later on, I took um, a few other breaks, like week-long breaks from work here and there. Um, and I would scatter them in the future so that when those days actually came, I would actually take those days off because I think I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Um, and so, yeah, that has been incredibly helpful um, to, to take those breaks and really slow down more. You know, it feels like this year has just been one big opportunity for everybody, like collectively, to s- slow down a little bit more or to at least stop and recognize that the importance of, of doing that and taking care of yourself mm. and – um, I love what you said about this moment that you took to to just pause and reflect and remember that there's only one of you in this entire world. And I think that's such an important message for so many people to hear and to remember. And you know, it's something I need to, you know, like I need to remind myself that so often as well. Like there's only one of you out in the world and you're, you're that unique and that mm-hmm. one of a kind and there's you bring things that no one else can and I love that that's one of the things that came out of your moment of pause and reflection yes yes I, I'm not sure if it has to do with age too but finally finally in my 30s I'm I'm kind of able to trust my intuition Finally, it took decades, Heather. It took decades, really. Um, I I think everyone has a strong intuition or that gut feeling. It's it's really important. I think that we trust that and we listen to it. And sometimes, for for some people, it's it's physical. You get that that immediate feeling in your stomach or your heart starts racing, and that really is like a, a compass or some kind of temperature check. It tells you, oh yeah, this this sounds like a cool idea or oh no, like this maybe we should wait for next time or maybe, you know, th- this isn't the best idea. And so in a way it helps you uh, move forward and yeah, it's it's really, really helpful. But I think just the way perhaps I was raised or the way the society is moving forward and especially with in a capitalistic society, I think it's really hard to actually trust that instinct within when there are so many expectations that are like, yes, you have to grow. Yes, you have to be fast. Um, some of those kind of unsustainable expectations, um, I think, make it really hard to go inwards and listen to yourself. I do think that trusting yourself is something that 
it is really hard for a lot of people to do. And I, I agree with what you said. I think culture, you know, society doesn't really, it doesn't really value that time to slow down or that, you know, because listening to yourself and trusting yourself often comes from those like slower moments where you really do get to know yourself very intimately, you know, very deeply. And, and culture definitely does not promote that as being, the way to to get ahead but you're right it's a compass you're Mm -hmm. you're in if you if you're kind of stuck not knowing what to do knowing yourself that that well that deeply that you can point yourself forward yeah definitely i i think um the empathetic people listening to us right now will will definitely understand that the story but i i realized recently that i that I'm really like a nurturing, you know, mother type person. Um, wherever I go, I try to really protect people. Um, and actually, like, yeah, at the end of the day, perhaps um, those people don't need as much protecting as as um, I thought. Um, and that recently was a big like. A huge another aha moment for me um, because I thought I always needed to protect and you know make sure everything was okay and like does it work is everyone okay um, but yeah at the end of the day um, I was not taking care of myself I wasn't listening to myself at all I was just so so uh, tuned into everyone else's energy and you know how can I lift others up and I was totally forgetting that I, I'm here and, you know, I'm kind of, I'm ignoring myself and my, my life. So that, that I think is really, was an important moment for me to really, yeah, l- listen to myself more. You're the only one of you. You need to, you know, take care of yourself first. And I realize that probably I think where people struggle is that it can sound a little bit selfish or self-centered. And I think that's what we've kind of been conditioned to believe a lot in society. But you can't really, I think as you're saying, you can't really look after other people if you haven't looked after yourself first. And if you neglect, you know, yourself and your own needs and your own well-being. Right, right. It's yeah, it's so strange, right? Like I tell, for instance, the designers on my team, like, yes, health is number one. Like your your health is the most important. Your well-being is the most important. But then I reflect that to myself and I'm like, wait, you know, not really focusing on my myself at all. And for instance, replying to emails at in the evening at 9 p.m. I'm like, hmm, Haruka, we have to step back. <laughs> and remember to also listen listen to ourselves listen to what what we tell other people yeah you you're going to tell someone else to put it into practice but you're not practicing it yourself it's you know it's yeah it's it's always harder though to put into practice for yourself yes it is so in your journey to learn how to trust yourself more. Is there something that you can point to that's really helped you be able to do that more effectively? Someone sort of listening to this and struggling like, well, I don't know how to trust myself or how do I even like, where do I even begin? What would you, what would you tell that person? What's been kind of the the turning point for you? There's a huge strength in listening to yourself. 
um, it's really, really helpful when you reduce the noise. And so whether that's uh, notifications on your phone or uh, perhaps unfollowing some people uh, that trigger you or perhaps it's the news uh, that can be triggering, anything that really becomes more noise in your day-to-day, it's almost like... um, yeah, it's almost like if you had, you know, 30, if you have 30 applications on your phone, if you kind of mute those notifications, it's almost like, yeah, there's 30 types of music playing in your room and you're kind of silencing a few of them and you start to hear yourself more. And yeah, um, I think that's been really helpful for me in terms of you know, the social media thing is huge. Um, I set a timer um, on each app that I use a lot, so I don't use it uh, too, too much. Um, and I don't get stuck in that rabbit hole of content. Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, I think you kind of want to listen uh, to yourself and listen to what's what's happening within or else you won't really get get to the truth and get to perhaps your next step or your next interesting idea. Even yeah, as you said, unfollowing people on social media and and really being mindful of what you're consuming, like what you're putting into your mind, as like that's often what we really focus on. And also, it's like a pattern over time. It's it's not just you know something that happens overnight. It's a learned gradual process and and this practice of being mindful and of turning off distractions. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so many people actually are maybe put off by the term meditation, or maybe they can it can be scary. It can be just foreign uh, or something new, but. I think meditation can happen anywhere. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, when I make my coffee in my French press, I I really tried to focus on that. And it's like the sound of, um, you know, the beans floating up to the top and, you know, my wooden spoon stirring the coffee at the end and then pressing it uh, into the middle, like all of those actions, I think, is meditation. And it could be different for everyone. You know, perhaps it's walking, perhaps it's drawing. Um, Also, some people can meditate playing video games. And so I think you can get in touch with yourself that way as well by really focusing on one, one action. Yeah, it's really the rhythm of the everyday life and really focusing on those little details. Mm. You painted such a vivid picture of the, you know, like making your coffee. and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I finally realized how important it is to me that that action has become a meditation and uh, part of my mindfulness practice almost. Well, and I think it helps to sort of demystify it a little bit or, and, and I love, I love the way that you've described it because it is, it's, it's your everyday actions. It's the things that you do. Yeah. Mindfully and intentionally, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy or like where you're even, you're taking this big 
chunk of time out of your day to do it. Really immersing yourself in the world that's already around you and the things that Mm -hmm. you do every day and just sort of finding that meaning in those little actions. Yes, it's, I think, more and more, I think it's, it's going to be important for people. Um, I don't think there will be uh, too much of the world and society slowing down at any time soon. And so to actually be able to design those experiences in your day-to-day that bring you calm or comfort or joy will be very important moving forward. Um, So Haruka, we met earlier this year doing a coaching program, Ignite, which was amazing. And we've now talked, I think, pretty much every single week uh, (laughs) since January, which is amazing (laughs) this year. Um, Yep. (laughs) You you and me and a group of other women from Ignite, and we've, we've just, we've connected this whole year. And what I love about that is that we've built this incredible community of women from all over the world, and we've all been working on our different projects, and we've held each other accountable and provided support. And what has it been like for you to take that step this year and like really invest in yourself? And so we've talked about, you know, you've invested in yourself in terms of, you know, mindfulness and like being aware of nature and of your everyday actions and details around you. But what is, what it was it like to invest in yourself and your creative work this year? Mm, To be honest, it was hard. You know, investing in yourself is actually hard. You have to take the time, take the energy, also put in some money. Um, That was really hard for me, actually. And I remember uh, our coach for that program, uh, we we had an initial call. And I'm sure like from her perspective, it was like pulling teeth to get me to say, yes, I'm in. Um, I was just like, mm, I'm not sure if I can. Like, let me, would you please send me a one pager explaining, you know, everything about your program? And I was just trying to find all of these excuses so I didn't have to commit. And so when I actually did commit, I think that part was actually easier because there's a whole program, there's a, um, all these sections that we follow, assignments. Um, that part actually was easier for me because my dream, my big dream, it felt so big. And so to have the structure of a program was really, really helpful. And um, for for the people who don't know, my big dream is to move to Portugal and to create a community of of people who want to who want to be in touch with themselves, but also in a natural environment. And so I, I've been calling it a retreat, but it's also an artist residency. And it's basically, yeah, like an inn. And I really want to build a community there that's based on uh, trust and sustainability and inspiration. and because I have such a big dream and I've never done anything like this before, to have a structure 
um, like we did in our program was incredibly helpful. So at least I can start um, instead of painting the stream in my head and never realizing it. I'm so excited about Portugal, <laughs> Ruka. I can't wait. It's such a beautiful dream. And watching you explore this dream over the course of this year. And then of course now sort of is, I would say partnership or collaboration, I guess, with your other project, you know, Snoring Snail, how it all becomes connected, but it's really incredible. Do you feel now that you've, you know, you've started to take some steps toward this big dream and you invested in yourself, how do you feel now heading towards the end of the year versus like at the start of the year when you're like, should I do this? Was this a worthwhile investment in myself? Do you feel like it was a worthwhile investment? Oh, so worthwhile. So worthwhile. I don't think Snoring Snail would have been born um, without the initial coaching program that I invested in. And I think Snoring Snail is actually a very important important step uh, to Portugal and for instance like I really think it's perhaps a larger prototype uh, of of this Portugal dream where I'm creating a company I'm kind of understanding the behind the scenes of what it takes to build and run something that is authentically me I think um, as an art director, of course, I've created many, many campaigns and many web pages and branding, everything, but it was always for other people. And so to actually create something uh, that's from the heart and from almost a piece of me is really, really special. And yeah, I'm I'm quite proud of myself, to be honest. that I landed on something like Snoring Snail, and I know that it will help me in the future for my bigger dream as well. And you should be so proud. I'm so proud. And you and I have been working together as well. So I've had the incredible honor to be able to coach you and get to work with you even more closely as you develop both of these dreams. We've talked a lot about your story and showing up authentically and telling your story to the world. Yes, I 100% agree. And I remember when I think it was part of your project when you had asked me to share an illustration or a piece of artwork, and I had shared my little character that I have drawn for years. Um, His name is Fufus, and he's like a little monster, a hairy monster. And you had asked me, you know, what inspired this? And I had never thought about that, Heather, like ever. I I just drew them on the sides of my notebooks and just random doodles here and there. But I didn't realize that it, it was actually like a part of myself. It was my imp character. Um, that, you know, as a kid, I had always looked up to those kind of naughty troublemaker types in class. I was like, wow, like, I wish I had the confidence to like steal something from the teacher's desk. Like, that is so cool. Um, and that's so bad. And my Fufus character does just that. Um, he only really does bad things, um, like steal flowers from the neighbor's garden or um, throw spitballs at, at people, really just 
you know, not the most pleasant character, but I was so happy that you asked me something like that. Like, who, what inspired this character? And I'd never thought about it. And it's really the same for, for this project with Snoring Snail. Um, because I worked with you, I realized, oh, like letter writing is something that I love. I, I do this automatically every week, but I had never thought that it would actually be uh, viable as a business or even, you know, like anyone would like it. And so I think it's so cool that through your questions and through your coaching, you're able to kind of wake up a part of of my brain. I think that has been asleep. <laughs> That's amazing. Aww. And I agree with what you said earlier that making an investment in yourself is it's hard, especially if it's not something mm. that you're used to doing or that you've really done before. Cause I know and I I was struggled with the same thing, you know, it leading up to the decision to do Ignite earlier this year as well. And then that was sort of the catalyst. It creates a domino effect, which it sounds like for you as well. And the value of investing in yourself and in your dreams and a coach or someone who can come alongside you to help you and sort of reflect things back to you and ask you the questions that maybe you didn't know you needed to be asked and how that really, as you said, it like awakes a part of yourself and a part of your brain. Yeah, I think it's so, it's so, so cool what coaches do because they don't really tell you what to do. They're really more like guides or they yeah they make you answer and make you kind of uh find the answer but they're by you and they are supporting you and so I really love that about coaching it's um the the answer is actually always within within you right like it's the answer is always here uh we just have to find it somehow and so I love how the coaches really help help you do that. You can't tell someone what to do, but sometimes people just need a little bit of a push. And I think all of us, you know, all of the women, everyone in our group was in the same position where it's like we have these dreams and we have these things that we want to do and they're sort of burning inside of us, but we just need a little bit of that push and that support system in order to take that first step. And then once you've you've started, yeah, I mean, you do have to maintain it, the momentum, and, and you have to keep going. Then you know what it feels like to take that first step. And all of a sudden, the thing that feels like it was so out of reach starts to feel like it's more doable and more within your grasp. Definitely. I remember, especially in uh, the months following our Ignite program, we came up with a a cool idea, which was um, now that we've actually ignited the flame, um, now it's it's our duty to kind of keep it lit. Like it doesn't have to be a raging fire. We don't have to light 10 more flames. We just have to, you know, protect it and nurture it. And if it grows, that's great. If it gets a little small, we need to add add some oxygen. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's something really important that that came up amongst our group. Um, that we don't have to make it huge, or it doesn't have to succeed and have this many views, or 
you know, this many clicks immediately. That's not our measure of success so much. It's more about keeping that uh, true flame alive and well. It's And it's about what you're doing for you as well. The fact that you're pursuing this dream and that you're on that track, that you're right. It's it's the definition of success, in which I think was a big shift for I know for me personally, but yeah, I think for all of us in the in the in the group as well, that, you know, hey, it it it's not necessarily about that outcome, you know, that we all kind of thought we were looking for, but we did it. We put something out into the world. How cool is that? <laughs> it is so, so cool. And I think especially with group coaching, I think it was really empowering to be amongst other people uh, with that same kind of drive or that itch or that like ambition. Um, to uh, All of us, like we, we had a dream. Each one was so, so different from each other. Yeah, I, I really liked that camaraderie as well, um, being able to to go for go for that dream but with other other like-minded people yeah that was so special yeah it was really special and again we've we've we formed this incredible bond you know between all of us the this community that we created has really helped me this year take the steps that I needed to take as well so Haruka what is one thing that is bringing you joy right now I think really the the daily walks in the morning, um, to see a cardinal um, flap its wings uh, on a nearby tree, or yeah, to see, um, I recently saw a mockingbird sneeze, and I never, I've never seen a bird sneeze, and so that was just like the best thing that happened the other month. And really, those morning walks are just so, it's nourishing. Yeah, it gives me so much joy and it fills my cup. That's so beautiful. I love that. So we've talked about your projects that you're working on right now, and I will link to those in the show notes. What? Where else can people find you? First on Instagram, um, I'm Haruka H. Aoki. Uh, on that platform. Great. So excited about Snoring Snail. And of course, your eco retreat in Portugal, which we know is still a few years away, but this is the first, the f- first big plug for it here. So stay yes. tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. I personally cannot wait to come to Portugal and visit uh, your eco retreat. So it's going to be a great time. Haruka, this has been such a beautiful conversation. And I always love talking to you because you always bring such a unique perspective and you always help open my eyes to, to new things. And I love talking about nature with you and hearing about all the the beautiful things you see. Um, I have never seen a bird sneeze. So I think it's pretty <laughs> incredible that you saw that. And I love I love sharing those little beautiful moments with you because I know that you always find, you know, appreciation and you're always sharing that uh, in that joy with me. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Heather. My pleasure. My soul is just glowing right now. Seriously, love talking to Haruka. She brings a smile to my face every time. To learn more about Haruka, visit the show notes at heatherashleybaker.com slash podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please do two things. Head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends and family. Two small actions that have a huge impact so that others can find and hear this podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Until next week, friends.